team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's Bix, I've got to go. I've got to get on a plane. I've got to go to Melbourne. Mm. Rectangular Stadium, traditional rivals, Australia and Bangladesh. Yeah, I wouldn't say they were sort of huge on the uh, the world football spectrum, but it's a... Uh, it's a game, nonetheless, that the Socceroos have to win, isn't it? It's the first step in their qualification. Tell everybody what was on the show today. We had lots on the show today. Nicole Livingston joined us. Uh, 36ers captain Mitch McCarron joined us. We had captain's call, which seemed to linger a little bit. A lot of. Oh, you uh, didn't like it? Well, I did like it, but it was it was a long segment. But it was it was rather funny. Sometimes I forget that. Well, I don't know if people are listening, but sometimes I forget that people are listening. But I think that's a sign that we enjoy what we do. Mm. Exactly. It's like, yeah, two blokes just talking SH1T. Do it. Say it. Say it. <laughs> no, there's kids listening, probably. No, there's not. Say it. No, it's just two blokes. SH1T. Yeah, it's just two blokes. Because if you're going to spell it out, you could have said SHIT. <laughs> the one means nothing. Well, that was, that's code. So Shawant. <laughs> is that what it is? No, just two blokes talking shit. Exactly. I, I wouldn't have said that. Oh, jeepers. <laughs> there's kids listening. Oh, okay. We so, also had Elephant in the Room. And uh, <laughs> did we have an elephant? Oh, no, that's the segment. Yeah, that's right. All right, we get it's it's ridiculous. It's the end of the week. I'm tired. We get silly. Let's just lots of good stuff in the show today. One of your better, including ones. the good stuff. In <laughs> the good stuff, uh, have a listen. No, you got to say enjoy the podcast. Do it in your best <laughs> FM radio no, voice. No, that's your that's your job. What are you going to do? I'm just going to. I just did it. Now you finish it. Go. Enjoy the podcast. All right, back after this. Here's the traffic. All-terrain tyres. Morn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow. That's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. And good morning to you. Mark Bickley is here in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. And a huge shout-out to Morn Team Kia for family cars at Port Adelaide. Bix, as I look across the desk here and see your lovely face, it was raining this morning on my drive into the city. I haven't experienced that for a very long time. Yeah, a few little spots. Uh, good morning, everyone. No, nothing too major. Um, it's going to be a nice day, though. 22 degrees. 22, yeah. A little bit cloudy, but uh, warming up tomorrow, which we're looking forward to, and getting warmer towards the weekend, so up around 27, 28, which is perfect because... They'd be going on in our city this weekend. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. How'd you go last night? I heard uh, whispers that something was going on in your part of the world. I was actually just finishing off my, my Speak Good workshop and I got home and like, oh, that smells, that smells really good. It smells like someone's cooking in my area. But what I feel is that the <laughs> waft of your dinner has made its way to Semaphore. Talk us through what happened last well, night. Um, I, I took the uh, the responsibility to cook a meal last night. Now, I, I normally do it maybe, I do it once, maybe twice a week. And what do you cook when it's your turn to yeah, cook? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not very ambitious. So, you mm. know, I just do really easy things. You know, sometimes it's Taco Tuesday. So we do, you know, tacos and wraps and that type of thing. Um, and, and they're generally pretty basic. But um, yesterday- So it sounds really- Really in depth when you cook a taco, what you mean you heat up the taco shell and put filling in it? <laughs> cook the mints and the, and put some, you know, make sometimes make guacamole and do some other bits and pieces. But last can you th- just hold on before doing the next season of Master Chef? We've got a new chef here. Mark Bickley can heat up a taco shell. 
Sorry, mate, that was just Matt Preston I was talking Hang to. Hang on a minute. You asked me about this. I'm, mm. I'm just telling you, all right? Mm. If, you're not, if you don't want to listen, don't ask the question. Oh, didn't realise. I now did a show with my dad. Just good. <laughs> <laughs> but last night I, I bought a, 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 a butterfly lamb roast, which I decided to have a crack at, and it yeah. turned out brilliantly. Good and job. So I sort of channeled my mum, who used to have a roast every Monday, and, you know, the potatoes and the carrots and used the pans, used to make gravy and all this other stuff. And and now what's happened is Tori said, that was fantastic. Yeah, you've stuffed it now. You need to cook more. So, yeah, so it's probably going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, two to three times a week now. So do you have your roast medium rare? How do you know when it's ready to go? You'll just look at the oven temperature or do you use an internal thermometer? No, I just went on the – had some – um, I talked about the instructions on the, the packaging mm. where, uh, the weight, it was, I think it was 25 to 30 minutes per 500 grams and it was about one and a half kilos. So okay. just tried it, let it settle afterwards for 10 minutes and, and it was beautiful. Well, I'm proud of you, mate. I think that's wonderful. Uh, if you have any cooking tips for Mark Bickley, <laughs> send them in on the text line 0427. Well, probably more than reheating a taco shell would be great. Zero four two seven one five four one double six. You can rush into Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale on now. Maybe you're in preparation for Christmas too with mm. your cooking right now. Well, Christmas is at our, our house this year. Well, I'm Might looking forward to making my way around there. I had a Christmas experience yesterday, so I went to Bunnings Woodville, as I said. Mm. Took a photo of myself in front of the plaque with your name on it. Returned the Christmas lights, which weren't working, and took them home, set them up. Fantastic. And got home last night and another set now isn't working. So the solar ones, the little cheapies, they've not, they've just decided not to work now. I'm not having any luck when it comes to Christmas lights and I want them to be perfect. What are you doing? Have you got some sort of uh, electricity in your hands when you touch things? I'm sure. They break. It's really disappointing, Bix, because I'm a little bit OCD. So I just want them to be flawless. I want them to be perfect. So so there is a, a... um, a mantra that says you get what you pay for. So if you buy the cheapest ones of everything, mm. then then you're going to have these problems. This is how our listeners feel every day listening to this show. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're going, is this it? Is this all you got? Can't take us back. <laughs> um, look, uh, if you have any advice for Christmas lights too, and I did get some feedback yesterday that it's way too early for me to be putting up Christmas lights because of the transition from Halloween to Christmas. You basically go Halloween, Christmas, and that's it. So from the 31st of October or maybe two weeks prior to that until New Year's Day, there's something going on at your place. So I can understand the argument, but I I, I know I've gone early, but I was just excited. Well, it's, it's not unusual. We used to use the Christmas pageant. We used to go to the Christmas pageant on the Saturday and then the Sunday morning we would put up our Christmas tree. Then mm. sort of after that, the lights would happen. But sort of as the boys got older and cricket on Saturday mornings, we didn't go to the Christmas pageant this year. So we're having a bit of a break before we get the lights up. Bit of a cider as well. I might drive past your house so I can see what you're doing and then make sure we do something better. I think you should. You should get Tori, your wife, to do that though because she's the one who's going to be putting well, it up. 
she she is the uh, architect of what happens, but there's a fair bit of manual labour that happens in front of you. It's, it's, it's a dangerous area what you're going into now. <laughs> she doesn't get up to a bit later. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a podcast, though. Uh, thanks to Tire Power, you can say big time on Falcon All-Terrain Tyres. We are going to talk a lot of sport today, too. Um, we're going to be joined by the captain of the Adelaide 36s, Mitch McCarran. They are preparing to take on the South East Melbourne Phoenix tomorrow night, and it's the homecoming of sorts of Daniel Johnson. Mm. Former 36er who's an injury replacement player for the Phoenix. So we'll talk to Mitch about that. I also want you to ask Mitch McCarran about his Instagram stories because he really? does review of Japanese candy on really? his Instagram stories. And I, I, I understand the That's, reasoning uh, behind it, but I want you to kind of get a bit of insight into it's this. It's very niche. Isn't it is it? very niche, but I, <laughs> I like it. Uh, we'll speak to the CEO of the AFLW, Nicole Livingston, who will talk about the Crows and how they're going to go this weekend. They've got a night match and hopefully going to stay alive in the AFLW finals. Mm. I'd be shocked if they went out in straight sets. That'd be mm. a disaster for them. It would be an absolute disaster for them. As we are sitting here in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA, we are also waking up to the news that India have made their way into the Cricket World Cup final. Virat Kohli has done it again. And it's Ferguson. Bowling to him. Flicking on the onside. He's got to get two. Here's Virat Kohli. He should get back for two. He turns to Virat. The arms are in the air. There's the leap and fist pump. And he's on his knees. Virat Kohli gets one day international number 50 in a World Cup semi-final. He's 100 from 106 deliveries. The helmet's off. It's a wave to the crowd. So, Bix, India get the win uh, after scoring 397. And funnily enough, so Virat Kohli gets 117 off 113. He's not the player of the match, though. That goes to Mohamed Shami, who ends up with 7 for 57. Pretty incredible, ridiculous. Um, uh, just, just some. It was. I, I actually started up and watched a little bit of that game. That the pitch looked like uh, something from Cooper Pedy. It was just red dirt rolled down. It Have was, you been following what's been going on with the pitch though? A little bit. They're not happy because it was. It's a. It's been used again. Well, they changed it. So I'll, we'll come back and talk about that Please in a moment do. because there's a bit of a controversy around that. I wanted to ask you about Virat Kohli though. Do you think sometimes we're really reflective when it comes to? We say generational talent, okay? So if I said to you, um, one of the greatest cricketers of all time, if not the greatest, you look at Sachin Tendulkar straight away. His name pops up straight away. But are we in a few years' time going to look back at Virat Kohli? Are we, do we live in this sporting world where we only look back at people at how good they were as opposed to being excited about how good they are, being present mm. with greatness because I feel that we are. We were speaking about with the, the NBA example of, of Victor Wembanyama that we might look yep. back at him and go, he's going to be one of the greats. Mm. Why can't we embrace them now and saying, we are currently watching one of the greats that may not be surpassed? Because Virat is incredible. Yes. Uh, it was just phenomenal last night. And and he, the thing about him is he does it in all forms, though, doesn't he? Yeah. He, he's just super competitive. Maybe calm down a little bit. I don't think he's, you know, like... He was viewed a little bit maybe as petulant at times uh, because of his competitiveness and his his um, his unwillingness to, to back down from a fight, you know, particularly against Australia early on where, you know, we hadn't really sort of seen that a lot from, you know, sort of former sort of go back a little bit from the Indians. So, uh, like, he's just been phenomenal. It's a good point. We he, he, What we're seeing right now, this tournament has been phenomenal on a 
another hundred. He got a little bit shaky towards the end. The, the pitch started to slow down a bit. Um, the bit that I was watching, he was in the nineties and had a few moments, but um, yeah, it was just, it was a phenomenal um, uh, partnership he had with uh, Shreyas, I think it was. Mm. It was, Hitting them as clean. Trey, as I ended up with 105 yeah. as well. So that's that's amazing. We'll, we'll come back and talk about the pitch. And, of course, we've got plenty of giveaways today as well. We've got the Signet Boost Power Bank. We'll keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24-7. Also, um, today, because it's a Thursday, it's hole-in-one Thursday, we have a golf box prize pack, including uh, an Odyssey cap to a towel and some golf balls too, golfbox.com.au. And your calls. We'd love to hear from you. one 736 736 going for 22 degrees today. Good morning. Tyre. Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 17 minutes past six. Good morning to you. Flight Centre's big red sale is on with limited time offers on flights, cruises, holidays and tours. You can book now to save big. Uh, Mark Bickley, we are here in Studio Lumo, which is energy from an Australian-owned company. That is Lumo SA. We'll head to Stu in Handoff in a moment on 1-300-736-736. We are talking about the Indian team last night defeating New Zealand to make their way through to the World Cup final. And we are talking about Virat Kohli and his greatness. One of the statistics which he knocked off last night was he surpassed Sachin Tendulkar with his, with his 50th one-day century, which he's now sitting at the top of the table. So a huge milestone for the 35 year old, um, an amazing job, uh, a 70 run win. And we know that Stu from Handorf is a big cricket fan. Wanted to talk about the pitch controversy last night. Good morning to you, Stu. G'day boys. How are we? Yeah, very well. Thank you. Good, good. Now, just before I do, I had to, um, I almost ran off the road when I heard the New Zealand commentary of Coley bringing up his hundred when he said he flucked it off his pads to, <laughs> to two to bring it up. I, I, thought, I thought he was really living in the moment as the New Zealander the bias was coming to He was a little agitated. That's very true. No, I was going to beep it out, but we thought it was early. Yeah, yeah nice. I like it. Um, I thought the ICC stood for International Cricket Council, not Indian Cricket Council. How can they dictate in an International Cricket Council sanctioned tournament what pitch they want to play on? It's meant to be unbiased and provide equal opportunity for both teams, not essentially doctored to the advantage of one, regardless of who that is. If it happens in the final, boys, I think it just goes to show what everyone knows that the ICC is a toothless tiger and their master is the BCCI. Well, it's a, it's a very good point. I was just talking to Bix off air about it, Stu, saying that uh, India, alongside the curator, said we needed to uh, change the pitch. Um, and Bix, you had your thoughts on it quickly? Oh, no. I just saw some tweets. Darren Lehman tweeted that uh, under no circumstances should a, a reused pitch be used in a semi final. But it was quickly pointed out that both the semi-finals in Australia when we hosted the World Cup were reused pitches. But this is more, not so much the reused pitch, it's, it's really the fact that it appears this pitch suited, the, the conditions suited India more than they, they suited uh, New Zealand. Although New Zealand do have a good spinner. No, but the quote came saying the change was made on the recommendation of the venue curator in conjunction with our host. Basically mm. saying um, India has spoken to the curator and yeah, they've agreed we should change it. 
Mm. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It suited them better. Yeah. No, it's a good point, Stu. So do you think the Aussies are a chance tonight? I think they are. I really do. I, although anyone who's been following it will know the form that South Africa are in, and they are just the complete team. If you if you look at them top to bottom, they they, they bat deep, they, they bowl well, they field well. They're just a really well-oiled machine. I, I honestly think if we lose to South Africa tonight, which is a pretty high probability because our, our team has got to this point off of the back of some remarkable individual performances as opposed to a true collective team performance. I, I think South Africa will have the better chance of beating India in the final because we can't rely on what we've seen from Maxwell and one or two others on occasion to dig us out of the holes we found ourselves in throughout this tournament. Stu, appreciate the call. Have a wonderful day and uh, we are very grateful for you continuing to listen. Thanks to Tyre Power, you can save big on Falcon all-terrain tyres. We've got to go to a little bit of a break, Bix. When we come back, we need your nomination for who has to pull up their socks. All-day comfort, all-day socks by Underworks. It's SENSA. And tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au Morn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 26 minutes past six. We're in studio Lumo powered by Lumo Energy SA. Just a quick facial hair update on Mark Bickley. Still there? Still looking very nice. I want you to keep on growing that, please. More Team Kia for family cars at Port Adelaide. Uh, big show today. We're going to be joined by the captain of the Adelaide 36s, Mitch McCarron, the CEO of the AFLW, Nicole Livingston, and Bix, as we always do on a Thursday, everyday style, all day socks by Underworks. It's time for Pull Up Your Socks. Please do something. Do. Don't think, Mick. Don't hope. Do. At least you can come off and say, I did this. I shivered it. I played on. At least I did something. Pull up your socks on SENSA Breakfast. It's your nomination today, Mark Bickley. Who needs to pull up their socks? I've got a double pull up your socks. I'm pulling up both socks today. Good. And the first one is for the the fixturing for the the AFL season. They've got the, uh, what do they call it? The round zero or the... Opening uh, round. The opening round. And they've decided to use the emotional uh, sort of uh, matchup with the Gold Coast playing against Richmond. So um, Dimmer, Damien Hardwick, playing against his old team, Richmond, who won three premierships. So that's going to be on the Saturday night. But guess what? Richmond, of course, traditionally have the season opener on the Thursday night of round one. So with all the months off you have with preseason and of all the teams you could have played – Richmond are now going to play on a five-day break. They're mm. going to play Saturday, interstate, or away from um, their home. Then they're going to have to get back, and they're going to play five days. So I don't think that's great scheduling. If I was Richmond, you'd be a bit flat. So that's the first pull-up your socks. Okay. You've gone bang early. Yep. The second pull-up your socks is, if this had have happened to Adelaide or Port Adelaide, people would have said, this is a debacle. It would never happen to a big Victorian club. There'd be a fair bit of... Suki, suki, <laughs> la, la here in Adelaide. Wouldn't happen to Collingwood or Richmond. Well, guess what? It's happened to Richmond. And these things do happen frequently, but I think sometimes we have a chip on our shoulder. So get over it, everyone. 
It's the AFL. Just get on with it. You know what I can tell? You've spent hours preparing that and you've come fully armed today for pull up your socks. For all day comfort, everyday quality and everyday style, it has to be all day socks by Underworks. Wow. Mark Bickley goes bang! <laughs> Next, we've got a sports update. I have a nomination for pull up your socks in a moment too, Bix. Crows have got a new coach. Pardon? Crows have got a new assistant coach. Oh, jeepers. I thought it would be breaking news <laughs> at 29 minutes past six. Matthew Nix has been sacked. No, no. Why? Okay, fantastic. We'll, we'll break the news on that and plenty more as well if you want to get involved in the show. Our text line 0427-154166. Back after the news. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 27 minutes to 7 on SENSA Breakfast. Mourn Team Care for Family Cars at Port Adelaide. And a shout out to Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale, which is on now. Mark Bickley, we have a sports update coming up very soon. Uh, we also have Elephant in the Room at 7 o'clock this morning where we ask some pretty tough questions. Captain's call today, some curly ones, and our guest lineup is big. It's been a big week for guests. We started the week with the Premier of South Australia and ending it with the CEO of the AFLW, Nicole Livingston, join us, and uh, the captain of the Adelaide 36ers, Mitch McCarran. Can I give my nomination for Pull Up Your Sock? Please do. Oh. I'll play the intro again. I might as well. Please do something. Do. Don't think. Think. Don't hope. Do. At least you can come off and say, I did this. I shivered it. I played on. At least I did something. Pull up your socks on SENSA Breakfast. I need your guidance and advice on this because this is causing dramas in my neighbourhood and it's not necessarily sports related, but I feel like... My next door neighbour or the neighbour across the road needs to pull up their socks. And they're listeners to SENSA Breakfast. So this could cause some real damage in the relationships. Because I've had some issues earlier this year with my dog barking and we've amended that issue. Mm -hmm. So the dog doesn't bark anymore. Still alive. Has he got a collar? No, we just just leave her inside. uh, That's fine. So she hasn't left many surprises for us. And then the neighbour responded to the barking dog by going through saxophony every night and playing the saxophone, a Star Wars <laughs> Imperial March. Um, it's bin day today in Semaphore. Mm-hmm. And something I noticed a fortnight ago was that I will put my bins on the road next to the curb on bin day. Mm-hmm. And this has only started because a few weeks ago, a car parked in front of the bins, therefore the truck missed the bins and drove off. So I left a passive aggressive note on the car. Really? So see, this is interesting because I'm in the Marion council Mm. and if a car parks in front of my bins, the guy hops out of his truck, moves the bins. Mm. Well, this didn't happen. And the the driver must've had a really bad day, but I was pulling up and waved the driver back to empty the recycling bin, which is wonderful. So yesterday in Mm. preparation for bin day today, I put our yellow bin, which is our recycling bin, and the blue bin, which is your general rubbish bin, yep. on the road, mm-hmm. which is effectively taking up a car parking spot. But it's outside of our house, so I thought, you know what, it's going to be there. So for the past two days now, the same car has moved the bins back onto the footpath and parked in front of them. Mm. My neighbor needs to pull up their socks and understand that 
you can park in front of your own house if you like. And this morning when I left, I put one bin on one side of their car and another bin on the other side of their car. Dylan, that's passive aggressive. What's your advice on how I tackle this situation? Because I need my bins emptied. This is what I would do. Mm. So you know whose car it is there and which neighbour? I have a fair idea. Go knock on the door and say, hey, this is what happens. Last time when you park your car there on bin day, my bins didn't get emptied. So I, I just, I'm not trying to put you out of a car parking spot. I just need the, the nappies cleaned out of my bin because otherwise it's going to smell. And so what would you suggest I do? You what? think face-to-face combat? It's not combat. It's actually, you know what? It's what humans do. If you, have, if you have an issue, you talk about it, just like you and I are talking about it right now. And what you'll probably find is the neighbour will say, oh, I didn't realise. I thought the uh, garbage truck driver would move the bins and empty them. I'm sorry about that, Jared. I won't do it again. How does he know my name's Jared? Oh, well, you're pretty famous. Oh. <laughs> you, said, you, said he listens, you said he listens to the show. Well, I hope it's not this neighbour, but it's really starting <laughs> to grind my gears. So look. Talk about it. Have some courtesy. Neighbours, pull up your socks. Have respect of people on bin day, please. Yeah, so here's your options. You can talk about it or you can go on radio and abuse him. Which one of you? Oh, you've chosen. Yeah, good call. I appreciate your advice there. Let's get into our sports update. There's a lot of sport to talk about. Now, you teased us through the news earlier saying the Crows have a new coach. What's going on here? Well, they do. Uh, Jack Homsch is going to be the new defensive coach or, or uh, backs coach for the Adelaide Football Club. He's uh, replacing. We know James Rahili or Raleigh went back to Geelong. So Scott Burns has moved from defence to be coaching the forwards. Jack Homsch, who was a defensive development coach last year, moves into the chair as the defensive line coach. And this is an interesting one. Andrew McPherson, who at 24 years of age, is now going to be a development coach at the Adelaide Football Club. So delisted to then development coach. Mm. Youngest, he becomes the league's youngest coach. Wow. 24 years of age. He seems like he's been around forever. I, I checked to make sure he was 24. He turns 25 in June next year. But um, the club have been so impressed with his leadership and the way he carries himself that they are keen to keep him involved. So he's going to be a development coach. Our sports update is thanks to Kona Cranes and DMAG shaping next generation material handling. What else you got for us, Bix? Yeah, if you're just waking up uh, to the international cricket scene, it was, of course, the... Uh, the semi-final last night, Virat Kohli, he struck a record 50th 100 and fast bowler Mohamed Shami's seven-wicket haul proved equally crucial as the unbeaten host powered past New Zealand by 70 runs to march into the World Cup final. So uh, it's India versus either South Africa or Australia, depending on what happens with the cyclone that's uh, sort of barreling towards the, the venue where... Uh, Calcutta, where Australia and South Africa are meant to play. So Let's have a listen to Shami's final wicket last night. 327 for nine. Ferguson gets an outside edge and Shami has seven. Count them all, seven wickets for the right arm paceman who has been on a whole different level to any other player with the ball at this World Cup. Earlier today, it was Virat Kohli scoring his 50th one-day international 100. And now Mohamed Shami has seven. Mm, so there you go. So, so interesting, though, because they, all the talk around the pitch, which is meant to have favoured India because of their slow bowlers, it was end up being Shami, who's a quick, getting seven wickets. So interesting. But um, Kane Williamson, the New Zealand captain, had this to say. Yeah, I mean, look, India are playing seriously good cricket. They're a class side. Um 
at the top of their game and to come out in a semi-final and um, to come out in a semi-final and, and continue and repeat um, what they've been doing throughout this competition is um, shows where they're at uh, as a team and I mean they certainly put us under a lot of pressure in that first half that was that was tough there wasn't um, much in the surface for us and we we're trying to defend large parts of that um, you know so credit to certainly to the way that they played and also um, you know in that second half proud of the the fight really it was it was tough um, a lot of movement uh, you know with the new ball and, and those sorts of things so to to give ourselves a bit of a, a sniff although a lot of things had to go our way um, you know it was a, a fair effort and I think reflecting on you know whatever it's been seven weeks I suppose of cricket I think um, as a side it can be quite proud of, of the effort that's gone into um, getting to where we are and it just didn't quite happen for us today. Yeah, it didn't quite happen for them today. They lost two quick wickets, so they were two for 39 off seven overs. But then Williamson and Mitchell got going and they they went from being two for 39 to two for 220 off 32 mm. overs. So they, comparatively, they're on exactly the same trajectory as what India were and you thought, wow, could they? But then... Unfortunately, Williams got out and then uh, Latham got out the next ball and then it was very difficult for, uh, for New Zealand after that. So uh, tough day for New Zealand after a pretty solid tournament, uh, as Kane Williamson said there. Uh, now, Bix, the other cricket news was that the Adelaide Strikers had a win last night. They played at home at Karen Rolton Oval. But you have a look at the table for the WBBL and the top three are all on equal points. So uh, the Adelaide Strikers get the win last night over the Sydney Thunder. Now uh, in fourth on 13 points with uh, Laura Volvart, 47 off 45, leading the successful run chase. So um, it's looking good for the Strikers. Yeah, they're doing really well. So as you said, it, it's a bit of a, a bottleneck right at the top. Mm. So they're pretty keen to uh, see if they can finish on top there. And the other news, of course, was the Redbacks uh, going over to the West, uh, playing at the Wacker. Unfortunately, it was a big toss to win because the pitch was a bit green. Western Australia, un uh, unfortunately for the Redbacks, won the toss. And what they did, they sent the Aussies in and it was uh, quite pivotal. The Redbacks were bowled out for 192 in 73 overs. Uh, it was a pretty green deck from all reports. And in reply, Western Australia and none for 26 at Stumps with Bancroft and Whiteman still at the crease. Now, they're in all sorts of trouble, to be fair. And um, it was some late uh, heroics from Nathan McAndrew, of, of all people, who ended up on 50 not out. So when you think about the, um, the total score of 192 when your number eight batsman makes 50, that, that sort of speaks to uh, you know getting out of jail a little bit. But what that would suggest is it was pretty ordinary early on in the day and then later on it must have settled down the pitch. Socceroos playing tonight at Melbourne's rectangular stadium. Bix, I'll be there. Looking forward to that. They'll be without Martin Boyle after he was ruled out with the clash uh, against Bangladesh to a knee injury. That's a really troublesome knee that he's had. Apparently, mm. he's going to be available for the Palestine game next week, hopefully. Yeah, probably but, two games in five days. Yeah. yeah. As we spoke to Mark Bosnich about it, look, it's an expected victory for the Socceroos. It's good for some of those players to get um, experience once again. Hopefully, Craig Goodwin gets an, another start. But I'd be looking out for Cassini Yengi, the former Adelaide guy who went to the Wanderers and now um, over in Europe. Hopefully he gets to play and gets another cap for the green and gold too. Yep. And in uh, NBA basketball, we're talking about Josh Gideon, how he hadn't quite sort of hit his strap so far this year. Well, he clicked into gear to turn Oklahoma City's much hyped first date with Victor Wembenyama's San Antonio into a runaway statement NBA victory. Finished with 18 points, seven rebounds, seven assists and two blocks. They won 123 
to 87 at home. That is a very good result. Should have seen yesterday. I'm not sure if you saw any of the highlights of the NBA yesterday. The Golden State Warriors played against the Minnesota Timberwolves and Rudy Gobert, who famously was the NBA player who put his hands all over the microphones just before the NBA shut down because of COVID. I'm not sure if you recall that. So he did that. He was playing uh, at the Utah Jazz at the time. He's since moved to the Timberwolves. There was an incident on the court between uh, Draymond Green and another one of the T-Wolves players. And Rudy Gobert stepped in to try and remonstrate. Draymond Green got him in a headlock. Three players were ejected before anybody had scored in the match. Wow. So no one had scored, three players ejected, and Draymond Green now has been ejected the most times by any active player in the NBA. So it's uh, it's quite fierce. It's that in-tournament game as well. So um, there's a lot of fierce rivalries, of, of course, in the NBA. Mm. <clears throat> and also we're expecting the full AFL draw uh, to be uh, announced today. So some details are emerging. So the uh, follows on from the announcement earlier in the week of the round zero fixtures, but we're hearing Port Adelaide is expected to host the West Coast Eagles on Sunday, March 17, in its season kickoff. Uh, That's disgusting. What? Not happy with that? No. What, someone's got to play West Coast? Yeah, but I don't think that's a great welcome back to 2023. Here's the Eagles on a Sunday. Hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what what were you okay. after? Bigger team. Bigger team. Yep. Hmm. Well, just be careful. Maybe the Eagles might surprise you. They might Really? They might have Harley Reid playing for them in round one, and they might be a much better outfit. Wouldn't you look at it and say, wow, that's great. Get off to a good start to the year. We play well. Oh! Unbelievable. Lower ranked teams and uh, get two, four points in the bank and away you go. The good news about the fixture is that potentially we're going to have Thursday night football right up until June. This is Andrew Dillon talking about that. Thursday night footy, big hit, really popular with our fans. You know, um, great for people to watch it on free-to-air around the country. You'll see the first 14 rounds where we'll have Thursday night footy. So I think everyone will be excited about that. That's that's good, Biggs. Mm, I like that. It It makes you feel like it's the weekend very early. So that is wonderful. Krona Cranes and D-Mag shaping next-generation material handling uh, on the text line 0427154166. Getting a lot of feedback around the bin issues uh, like you have. Uh, this one's from Dracos says, I came home early from work on bin day. My green waste bin had five foot palms hanging out of it from the lady down the road. So took them out, put them in her driveway. It wasn't happy. Good call, Dracos. And then someone else, Jeff, has said to you, why don't you put your bins in your driveway? Then no one can park in front of it. Well, how am I going to get the car out? Well, maybe get your car out, then put the bins in the driveway. Too difficult. Oh, come on. I'm pe- in the car already. You're a peanut. <laughs> it's yeah. 13 minutes to seven on SNSA. You're a bit aggressive this morning. Oh, well, there's a solution, and Jeff's given you one, but you're too lazy to, to do it. Like, I wouldn't have thought getting out of your car and putting your bins in your driveway is too hard for you. I don't tell you how to love, <laughs> so you shouldn't do that to me. Either. It's SNSA. Good morning. Aaron has sent us in a text, which is 0427154166. You want to read that out from Darren? Yeah, I think we need to name each morning's whinge segment and get a company to sponsor it. It's either Motorola Morning Whinge or Drake's Morning Moan. Uh, Darren of Craigmore, love your work, guys. Well, we've had a few things on the go, haven't we? Yeah. And you with your bins. What did I have going on? You complain about a lot of things. Oh, you yeah. were complaining about um, this morning. You were complaining about people complaining. <laughs> that's that's how it, it got to there. Exactly, um, I was saying, get over it. Yeah, just, just get on with life. We have the elephant in the room very soon and also Captain's Call with some really hard-hitting questions. Um, and that 
uh, amazing prize today, golf box. We'll tell you how to win that before the news this morning. But Bix, there's a lot of stuff on this day this morning, yes? There is. I was just saying, maybe get Optus to sponsor it. They're having a good run, aren't oh, they? Oh, having a horrible run. Um, <laughs> there's four big ones today for On This Day in yep. Sport. So I want to start you off, Bix. In 1957, On This Day in Sport, Boston Celtics center Bill Russell um, set an NBA record of 49 rebounds as Boston defeated Philadelphia, 111-89, the Boston Garden. Yeah, I Very remember, nice. Yeah, I remember this. It was a big day. But <laughs> how, about, how bad must the shooting have been? How many misses did they have? Yeah. Like, they get 49 rebounds for a start. What so do you got? I'm going with uh, this one I can remember. It was in 1981. Dennis Lilly kicked Javid Mandad after he waved his bat at Dennis. Remember that? They got up the other end and he... Let's just, have a listen to just... it. Javid Mandad. Hello. My goodness. Well, this is absolutely disgraceful. It really is absolutely stupid. I cannot understand. Lily actually asked for that. He encroached upon Javid Meandad's line, and we very nearly had ourselves a fight on the ground. He was there aiming a kick at uh, Javid Meandad, and uh, Meandad aiming to hit Lily with a bat. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Tony Gregg. Burbank Homes Inspiring Designs and Personal Service. Uh, I've got another one for you. In 2003, 16-year-old Leo Messi makes his official debut for FC Barcelona when he comes on as a substitute in a friendly against Porto. 16, 16 mm. years of age no for wonder, Messi. No wonder it feels like he's been around forever. He, he has. started very young, didn't he? So um, I wonder how he went. I wonder if people knew what they were seeing, the birth of something there. Well, this is why I'm saying we need to enjoy our heroes while they are being heroes as opposed to looking back. Mm, it's it's difficult, though. Because let, let's use Messi in the World Cup. Like, th- that perhaps should have been the time we should have been absolutely celebrating him. But we want we want more. We want we want to see him dominate and score a hat well, trick and everything. Like, we did, we have... We hold them to such high esteem. We do. But let me give you an example. Last year in the AFL, we were admiring the brilliance of Nick Dacos. But that took away some of the gloss of admiring what Scott Pendlebury was doing at his age. So he was consistent. He had an amazing grand final. And I think the focus is on the young stars as opposed to going, have a look at what Scott Pendlebury is still doing at his age. Like embracing the people while they're doing things. I think too much we just look back and go, yeah, that was pretty good. Why can't we do something and say this is pretty good? Yeah, look, I'm not sure Pendlebury goes without notice. I think he gets a lot of, and quite rightly, he's an absolute superstar and the longevity and the the attributes that he has, I think he gets highlighted a fair bit, but you're right. It is, it's easy to do. It's easy to just watch them and marvel at them whilst they're playing. But then afterwards you think that, you know, that they rate as some of the best ever. So yeah, we, we get sad when they go, but. I saw Adelaide United yesterday. They had a really uh, creative sale on that. They said, um, I think it was for 66 hours, every purchase of an Adelaide United shirt would get a free Nestori Irin Kunda name and number on the back of their shirt. Oh, really? Um, so that's the time to embrace and get around that because we will look back and go, geez, I wish I could an Adelaide United shirt with Irin Kunda on the back of it. Well, the other thing I heard them talk about was around come and watch this young man play. You're watching a, a Bayern Munich player Correct. play for us yep. for the next uh, five months. Uh, and on 2013, on this day, Sachin Tendulkar played his very last cricket match before retiring in 
Mumbai's wankied stadium against the West Indies. It's always been your favourite stadium. Suchin Tendulkar. Let's have a listen. That is the end of this innings. Tendulkar is on the slow march back. But what an innings. What an innings from the master. Thanks for the entertainment for 24 years. It would have been fantastic if uh, it would have been 100. But Sachin Tendulkar, Sachin Ramesh Tendulkar, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Burbank Holmes, inspiring designs and personal service on this day in Sport Bix. And just on that, it was interesting. He was back there last night at Wankhead Stadium. Bit of uh, star factor there last night at the semi final. I saw him uh, having a chat with David Beckham. He was there for UNICEF. Was he? David Beckham on a little bit of a junket. Mm hmm. So he was there having a chat with uh, Sachin Tendulkar. <laughs> Sachin Tendulkar. <laughs> Just going with that. Uh, and then and then this, the great uh, Sir Viv Richards was in the commentary box as well. Uh, he's, he's cool. He's, he's cool. He said, thanks, man, as he left. Yeah. <laughs> Stop doing accents. Um, <laughs> Burbank Homes, be inspired by their flexible floor plans and personal service. Um, as we mentioned, today we do have a really cool prize. It is from Golf Box, Australia's greatest golf superstore, golf's best brands in the biggest range. Shop at golfbox.com.au today. Uh, we have an Odyssey cap to a towel and Truvia's golf balls. We'll give that away very soon. But next, it is time to address something that can't wait any longer, Mark Bickley. I'm pretty sure... It's the elephant in the room. We'll do it after this on SENSA. Good morning. Your local tyre power. Holiday getaway sale. Get four for the price of three on Falcon Wild Peak all-terrain tyres. Morn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow. That's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Two minutes past seven. Good morning. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. If you are listening on the app, the SEN app, highly encourage you to do so. You can listen to all of the SEN shows on there. You can send us a text and call us directly from the app. You can have a look at what goes on behind the scenes in Studio Lumo. Hopefully the cameras aren't rolling when the microphones aren't on Mark Bickley. Otherwise, there might be some legal action there. Um, we had a text coming in on 0427-154-166 from Alex from Glam Nutrition Club. I reckon we should give him a bit of love. Please. Yes, absolutely. He's a great supporter of ours. He says, morning, lads. Just want to thank you both. For getting me through my early morning start, Saturday is our first birthday at Glam Nutrition, and I think I've listened to every single day of you guys. Thank you, and hope to see you both on Saturday for a birthday drink. Well, we might have to do that, but uh, no, Glenn- we will do that. I got a message from Alex yesterday you? saying you and Bix should come down. You don't check your social media or anything. Well, I don't. I'm you not- basically, it's interesting that you're still blaming the Optus outage for not getting back to work texts. <laughs> so that's giving you a great out. They're out still, aren't they? It's weird. You're not even on Optus. It's really weird. You're not even on the internet. You signed up to Optus just so it would fail, so you didn't have to get back to us. Um, so if you go down to the Grange area, uh, a wonderful place um, just off Military Road, and uh, Alex has not only just been taking care of uh, a lot of the sports teams in South Australia, but so many South Australians with their fantastic nutritionist – is it is nutritionist a word? Nutritional? What, do you, what context is it? Just wanted to say it. <laughs> There's lots of uh, nutrition involved in the, the smoothies and the juices mm. and the drinks that they have. So Nutritional value. Thank you. Um, go and say hello to Alex and the whole team who, and we don't say this lightly, the fact that Alex has been listening 
from day one. That means a lot to us because there was a lot of unknown going into what we were doing together at the start of the year. And we are so grateful to have people listening mm. to us because we like to talk sport, but we also like to keep it pretty lighthearted. Mm. That also gives us an opportunity to play um, elephant sound effects. <laughs> and I do that regularly. Elephant in the room on SENSA Breakfast. It just This, you just put this together. You clearly, yeah. I just went out song. and played the banjo out there before. This is Tame Impala. Tame Impala, they got a nomination last night at the Arias. I noticed. Oh, didn't realize entertainment guru Peter Ford's in the yeah. studio. So, <laughs> what else not? you got? Who else won some Arias last night? Uh, Kylie Minogue won one yeah. for the first time in about 17 years. Troy C- Chaplin, Sivian, <laughs> Troy Savan, Savan, yeah, yeah. He won the main gong, didn't he? Oh, you're telling the story. He won Song of the Year with Rush. How does that go? Oh, I'm not going to sing it, and it's not a you know, it's not a sing along type of song. I don't know it. Okay. Uh, but what I do know, Bix, and what I do really well is just break the awkward silence with elephants. <laughs> Let's talk the Cricket World Cup. The first elephant in the room. This is where we kind of address things mm. that people haven't spoken about. It's your first chance to talk the hard hitting issues on this Thursday morning. The w- Cricket World Cup. So I know we had Stu on a call earlier saying that South Africa have been a very, very good team during this and Australia are going to be right on their money to get over the top of South Africa. But what I think is this whole thing, the Cricket World Cup in India, is geared around India winning. India are doing their part. They they are uh, looking absolutely magnificent. And as much as we might not like to think it, What happens tonight, if there is a game, or tomorrow, depending on the weather, South Africa and Australia playing in this semi-final are playing for second spot. I don't think anyone's getting over India. It's a big call. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a really big call. So the controversy was all about the pitch. Let's have a listen to Rohit Sharma talking about this pregame. We're going to back first. What do you make of this pitch? Yeah, looks like a good pitch. Um, looks on a slower side as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, whatever we do, uh, we know we do understand that we have to do do that well. I love Row. Yeah, looks like a good yeah, pitch. Yeah, looks like, like the one I asked for. Yeah, no, it did really well, actually. We've got everything we asked for, and um, we're pretty impressed with that. So, Australia, no chance. If they win tonight, no chance to beat India. Uh, well, I know what you're saying. Not no chance, but I feel like. The two teams playing tonight have had amazing tournaments. I, I tend to agree with Stu that it's it's relied, Australia's campaign has relied on individual brilliance, probably two or three guys at different stages who have just been phenomenal. And South Africa have been much more consistent and even, but uh, I don't think they're getting over the top of India. So has Glenn Maxwell and his heroics, Virat Kohli getting his 50th one-day international century, have they saved the 50-over format or do you feel that – this is just going to fizzle away and we're all um, not going to be talking about it again no. because we'll have, we'll have an ODI series here in Australia where everyone will get bored again. What, what has saved the, this 50-over tournament is, is what we saw last night. Mm. 397 versus 300 and whatever, you know, 27, I think, New Zealand made, something like that. So there's three centuries in that game. People go there to, to see – sixes and fours and excitement and great fielding. So I think what what we have to find is a balance. Mitchell Stark has started to talk about it as a bowler. 
you know, there's not much love for the bowlers at the moment when you just, you know, really short boundaries, big fat bats. Um, you know, I heard Maxwell talking about the 200. He gave an interview with, it might have been um, on the Howie Games, or one of the podcasts where he just said, I knew I could hit it for six, you know, like short boundary. And I knew this bowler pretty well. If he put it in the slot, even if I got half of it, it was going for six. Now, I just think we need to pare that back a little bit. But that's what, that's what we want to go. That's why we go to T20 is to see lots of runs. Well, guess what? You get double that when you go to a 50 over the game. And batting first is extremely important. We've seen that in this World Cup. This is what Andrew McDonald had to say. Oh, incredibly value, valuable. Um, we've seen throughout the tournament, it probably has turned into a, a little bit of a bat-first tournament. And tournaments tend to take on these types of trends. And we saw even with the um, T20 World Cup that we won in the UAE, where it was, a, it was a chasing tournament, where I think it was 85% of games were won chasing. So uh, this one seems to have gone into that space. We, we know South Africa favour batting first as well. That's when they're at their best. And, and I think you, you could arguably say the same for us, that um, you know, we're, we're at our best when, when we bat first. The kink in most teams, when there's a score on the board and, and you're chasing, it's more difficult to hit that winning run. So good luck to the Aussies tonight, Mark Bickley, as we continue elephant in the room. Um, what happens if the Adelaide Crows go out in straight sets and they lose this weekend? When is it? Is it Saturday night they're playing? Saturday night at Nord Oval. Mm. What happens? I would think this isn't an elephant in the room. This is a brontosaurus in the room. If, if that would happen, it it's I haven't even thought about it. Sydney are riding a wave of momentum coming. From, Why not us? That's their mantra. Yeah, and they've come from bottom last year, uh, winless. I think they were, and and they've come all the way through. Beat the Gold Coast Suns comfortably last week. I think Adelaide will get over the top of Sydney, but if they didn't, for whatever reason, it would be a wasted season. Mm. Nine and one in the home and away, says you are the dominant player. Maybe not truly reflective because it was really the top four teams were reasonably even. Adelaide had a good win over Melbourne. They got over the top of North, but they lost to Brisbane uh, twice now. So, but they've been dominant in every other factor. So, you know, nine and one and to go and to lose two finals would be an absolute disaster. And as I said, a waste of a season. Mm. Last one for you. Uh, I head towards the northwest suburbs when I go home each day. I travel down Port Road. I know you don't venture there very often unless you're was, going to. I was there yesterday, I told you. Mm-hmm. You had a signing session outside the plaque at Bunnings Woodville <laughs> that you opened. Um, I felt really uncomfortable yesterday going past the Adelaide Entertainment Centre mm-hmm. because next to where the old Adelaide 36's offices were, they were in a, a bit of a, a building well, while they were going through a transitional period, moving from the arena uh, on Crittenden Road, moved to the entertainment centre, temporarily moved um, right next to the entertainment centre. Mm. There's a mural on a wall next to the entertainment centre of the 36ers fans, the top of the entertainment centre, and a basketballer by the name of Daniel Johnson. Big mural. Mm. DJ. He's going to be playing against the 36ers tomorrow night, and I don't know what's going to happen at the entertainment center where the, whether there's going to be a video played or anything like that, it's uncomfortable and awkward. And I feel like they just need to remove it. <laughs> no, disagree. Disagree. We're, we're celebrating Daniel Johnson. It would be the, the similarity would be if there was a mural over in Adelaide Oval and it had a picture of Eddie Betts. 
would when Eddie went and played that last year at Carlton, should we paint over Eddie Betts? Of course we shouldn't. We celebrate him because he excited us and he he played and gave so much energy to when he played here. No, no different to what Daniel Johnson did over such a long period of time. It's why we hang their jerseys up in the rafters because I get all that. Mm. But the difference is Eddie Betts was celebrated and farewelled. Daniel Johnson hasn't been. But the, once again, I don't know any of the facts, but I, I'd suggest that maybe that was offered to him and he just... Correct. Had, Absolutely. And, and he, I'm and of he, the belief that it has been. And he yes. said, yeah, you know, not so much. No different to Buddy Franklin. And he's very unassuming. Exactly. Um, yeah. and, and so that everyone does it differently. Some people love the lap of honour. Other people don't. And so if he doesn't want it, that's fine. You, you, all you can do is offer it to him. I think this, in some ways, is a is an opportunity, not dissimilar to what happened when Joe Ingalls went back to play against his old team and his mm. his supporters got up and, and showed some love. And, and whilst Daniel didn't want to do that, he might find that that could be a really nice feeling when if and when he comes on the court. All right, well... Then the recommendation is the artist fixes his nose in the mural because it's a real... Doesn't look like him. It's a real conquer. It's bad. Mm. And I'm not anyone to talk about noses because I've got a big one. But, um, it's right in the middle of your face too. Thank you. If you have any feedback for Elephant in the Room, 0427 154 Morn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 18 minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. We are here thanks to Chemist Warehouse. You can rush into Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale, which is on now. Uh, we have our nominations for the good stuff very very soon as well, Mark Bickley. You can get on the road faster. 13, 27, 27, and Mitch McCarran joining us shortly. Um, every Thursday, we give you the opportunity to win this amazing prize pack. Thanks to Golf Box. It is Australia's greatest golf superstore, golf's best brands and the biggest range. Shop at golfbox.com.au today. So this prize pack includes an Odyssey cap, tour towel, and Truvia's golf balls. Perfect timing considering we spoke to the Premier earlier this week about Live Golf coming back to South Australia. People need their early practice in if they want any opportunity to um, maybe be picked to play in the Pro-Am. You never know. There's scouts everywhere. Whew. Yeah, wouldn't that be good? That would be wonderful. Oh, have you been asked to do it? No, not yet. Would you do it? Absolutely. I'm a terrible golfer though, so I probably won't. That's okay, but imagine the experience. We know what to expect with Live Golf now. It's as easy as this. Call us right now, one 736 736 Call us. You need to get on the air. We need to hear your voice on SENSA. If you call us, get through. We will put you on the air, and you will be the winner of our hole-in-one Thursday, and you will get that golf box prize pack. you got five minutes. Your time starts now. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. Morn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. 25 minutes past seven on SENSA Breakfast. Our nomination for the good stuff in a moment. If you're moving house, use the team that's easy and affordable. Budget car and truck rental. 13, 27, 27. Uh, we're going for 22 degrees today. Mark Bickley on 1300-736-736. We have James in Ethelton on the line. Good morning to you, James. What do you want to talk about? G'day, boys. Hey, uh, 
Look, about the cricket tonight, I think we are probably guaranteed to be the South Africans, considering, considering their history <laughs> in World Cup final. Yep. Haven't got to the World Cup final yet. I saw Lance Klusner talking well, about that a little while ago as well, which uh, yeah. was uh, quite memorable. So do you agree with Bix, so James, if the uh, Aussies win tonight, uh, they are certainly no sure thing against India? Look, it'll, it'll definitely be 50-50, but if the Aussies get to the finals with our, with our record, anything can happen. Mm. That is very true. Well, mate, we asked you to call up because we uh, on Thursdays do hole in one Thursday. So you are the winner of our golf box prize pack. So you get the Odyssey cap to a towel and the Trivia's golf ball. So well done, mate. Thank you very much for listening uh, and calling Glenn. in. Oh, thanks so much. Thank you to Golf Box, Australia's greatest golf superstore. Bix before the news. I reckon it's time we focused on the good stuff. What's your nomination for the good stuff today? You can get on the road faster, 13, 27, 27. My nomination, just a bit of recognition for all the AFLW players who were nominated for the All-Australian squad. Now, all 18 teams had some nominations, which is great. Uh, but our local teams did very well also. So let's start with the Port LA Footy Club. Abby Dowrick was nominated for the first time for an All-Australian Guernsey, along with Gemma Houghton, who was also nominated from Port a couple of the usual suspects from Adelaide, Eb Marinoff and Hatchard, were both nominated uh, and have done really well again this year. Eb Marinoff in particular has been outstanding. Caitlin Gould gets a nomination as well for her goal-kicking prowess. Dan- Danielle Ponter gets her first nomination. Neve Kelly has had an outstanding year and Chelsea Bedell. So uh, of all the mentions there, there's four first-time nominees there. So that's great work. I have a nomination for the good stuff today, and it's a belated on this day in sport. 18 years ago today. 18. 18 years ago today. This happened. Here's Aloisi for a place in the you World Cup. For us. He's yeah! So 18 years ago today, the Socceroos defeated Uruguay on penalties at Stadium Australia to secure their spot at the 2006 FIFA World Cup in Germany, their first World Cup appearance in 32 years. So so if ever you wanted to check yourself and say, have we made any progress in the world game? That's it right there. Yep. How pumped up and how crazy were we for making the World Cup? I know. Now it's amazing. It, now it's if we don't make the World Cup, there'll be a Royal Commission. We'll, we'd be well, it's easier now, as um, Mark Bosnich mentioned yesterday. It, it is, but at the same time, the, the expectation has risen so much. Mm. So I, I think that's it's really poignant there. It's amazing to have a look at some of those players in that squad as well, the, the photos. But there's so many big things that happened in that match against Uruguay too. Mark Bresciano's goal, mm. Mark Schwarzer with his saving from the shootouts, and then John Aloisi from the spot. Harry Kuehl was in that lineup. Mark Viduka was there, um, Lucas Neal. So it's brilliant and, and quite fitting that the Socceroos have a match tonight. Mm. I think that's really nice. So that's going to that. up against traditional rivals Bangladesh. Score 10 goals. At Melbourne's rectangular stadium. We should celebrate because it's 18 years ago today. Let's hope we beat them 18-0. That would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Well, give, us a, give us a prediction. You know the game. What's it going to be? Is it 6, 7, 8, three? I think 5 would be uh, something which we would be satisfied with. Um, but I think it's the way we play as well. 
So it's going to be interesting. Another team looking for a win is your Adelaide 36ers. And next, we'll chat to their captain, Mitch McCarran. Good morning. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! 27 minutes to 8 on SENSA Breakfast. 22 degrees today, partly cloudy. The good thing is the Adelaide Entertainment Centre isn't affected by the weather because it's indoors, Mark Bickley, and the 36ers are packing out stadiums every week. It was a disappointing result to the Jack Jumpers on the weekend. However, sold out crowd at the Entertainment Centre, which is absolutely wonderful and a credit to the Adelaide 36ers organisation for getting people to watch them play. But it is a must-win game against the Phoenix tomorrow night as we say good morning to Captain Mitch McCarran. Mitch, I'm sure you're looking forward to putting the JJ's result behind you and hopefully making amends for the loss against the Phoenix earlier in the season. Good morning, guys. Um, yeah, I think we definitely, um, you know, can hopefully take some lessons out of that and um, another really good fight back, but we just can't put ourselves in these holes. You know, it's, it's tough to maintain that energy um, and then make plays at the end of the game after a massive comeback. So we need a much better start against the Phoenix for sure. And, and that's been a little bit of the story throughout the year. I think we spoke with... Um, uh, we one of your, Sunday last week, yeah, Sunday Yeah, that's Ditch. right. Yes, I just lost my train of thought there, but... It's been about moments in games and, and periods in games where you, where it just doesn't happen for you. And then the, you recapture that and it does happen. So the, the ability is there and the, the ability to actually execute it, but just for the, the, full, the full length of the game. Yeah, I think defensively we've had some really good quarters. We've had some really good patches. Um, I mean, even uh, I think we kept the Jack Jumpers to, what, 82 points? I mean, that's like they've been, you know, consistently scoring in high 90s, hundreds against most teams. Um, you know, they're, they're obviously super talented. And for the most part, yes, we had some breakdowns, but we were pretty good on the on the defensive end. We just haven't rewarded ourselves on the offensive end very well. Um, and then, you know, in any professional league, um, especially basketball, if, you, if you're not scoring, you're putting so much pressure on your defense and eventually that will crack. So... Um, you know, I, I think, you know, we're positive about it, though. We know we're competing and we're in every single game. We're just not quite getting the end result. But um, hopefully that changes against Phoenix and get a roll on. Mitch, I feel like the team's still trying to figure themselves out because it's it's one week to the next. There's a player uh, either unavailable due to injury or, as we saw, DJ coming into the team um, a few weeks ago. Is that something that is naturally going to take time? We saw... Against the Jack Jumpers, Trey Kell was unavailable and he's been one of the best players for the team this season. So it's a matter of figuring things out and waiting for that cohesion. Yeah, I mean, we don't have a lot of time. Um, you know, we can't kind of sit back and say, um, you know, oh, when that happens, you know, it'll come together. I've seen a lot of different teams kind of posting about, you know, we've got our full squad for the first time. So, like, it's not a unique situation for us um, around the league, but at the same time, it, it's we've just got to get it done. Um, you know, obviously Trey was a massive out. He's been playing so well, as you said. Um, but it, you know, someone needs to step up and, and help with that point production. Then, um, and you know, the best teams at the end of the season do that. You know, the teams that are ranked the highest have guys that step up when they need it most, and when other guys are, are out injured or sick. So, um, you know, from our perspective, we we do feel like we have um, the guys to get it done. We we just need everyone ready to go every night. What about the feeling within the group? Because from an outsider looking in, you could think, gee, where's the, 
The guys are under pressure. Maybe CJ Bruton's feeling pressure as well because of the results that aren't quite there. How is the unit itself feeling? And, and you know, are, are you feeling that pressure? Oh, I don't think it's so much um, an external pressure. Um, I think it's more internal um, from the group. You know, we, we're disappointed that we haven't closed out games at times or we have a massive comeback and, uh, you know, unfortunately we get pipped at the post and, you know, that's a disappointing feeling in the locker room after the game. But, um, you know, I'll credit the guys and, and everyone has, has really bounced back well. Um, you know, there hasn't really been a hangover effect. I haven't seen a check out from the group or a quit from the group at all. Um, and you can see that in games, you know, sometimes we get down 15 to 20 um, and, and it's it's easy to check out at that point. It's easy to say, all right, well, that game's done, but we don't. Guys come back and we get great contributions from guys like Alex Starling, who hasn't played all year, and he comes on just ready to go. Nick Marshall was great the other night. KG made some big plays. So, um, you know, that that's a credit to the guys who maybe haven't been hitting the floor as much, coming in ready. How do you get around Trenton Flowers? Mitch is a, a leader and captain of the team. He wants to be playing and wants to be playing more, and there's always going to be external expectation and pressure because he's part of that Next Stars program. So do you need to get around him and say, look, you need to bide your time, be patient, and be part of the rotation because what's going to happen will take care of itself at the end of the season with the NBA? Yeah, I think that's probably the the advice he's getting from most of the guys is that, um, you know, ignore the external and it's really hard for him with the platform that he has and the age that he is. Um, you know, you have to ignore the external expectation and just do what you can do in the minutes you got. You know, if you're really, really good in that three to four minute period, then the right recruit or, you know, sorry, the right scout or the right team will understand how good you were in that time. Um, so, you know, yes, there's going to be some games and some matchups that really suit him. You know, the, we saw the, how he played against the Illawarra Hawks that game. He got hot yeah. and kept going and he rolls on and that's awesome. And then, you know, the other games he hasn't played as much. He just has to worry about being as good as he can in those minutes. And if everybody in the group takes that mentality, we'll, we'll be a tough team. Uh, I would never thought I would be talking about seeing Daniel Johnson at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre wearing the jersey of another team. But it looks like it's going to happen tomorrow night, which is strange from the position of a 36er supporter. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be strange for yourself as well playing against him. Um the expectation is the fans are going to welcome him back with open arms, which is going to be amazing. But it's a bit of a strange one. Yeah, it's definitely a weird one. Um, you know, I'm sure DJ is going to get a massive cheer at the game, and so he should. Um, you know, the amount of games and minutes that he's logged for this club over the years, um, I'm sure people are going to pay their respects um, that way. And, and, you know, I'm glad he's still playing. Obviously, he's a good mate of mine. Um, so I'm glad he's still playing, and, and the Phoenix gave him an opportunity. I hope we still get the win. Uh, I don't want him to win the game, but um, yeah, I'm glad he's still doing his thing. Now, Mitch, I have to just go a little bit sort of off-Broadway here. I've been told that you have an Instagram account which talks a lot about Japanese treats. Now, I need to know more about this. <laughs> I know Jared's giving you that. In. Yeah, um, okay, yeah. man, I'm like, hey, man, ask him about his Japanese yeah. treats because I love it. <laughs> Tell me more. I know I, I need I need to get back on them. I was doing a little thing where I order some international snacks and just try different things from different countries. Um, you know, I like trying different things in the confectionery world at times, but I had to back off. It was season, and um, I ended up just giving them all to family and friends anyway. So um, yeah, I, I'll see. Um, I need to order another another box of Japanese treats. They kind of mix it up every month and give you different stuff. So I had people lining up and saying, hey, let me know when you get the next one in. So 
Uh, yeah, I'll have to I'll have to let Jared know when I put another order. Yeah, the Japanese treat box. That's a good idea. I was just looking on there. You can get there's about twenty different Japanese flavored Kit Kats. I might, <laughs> might have to get involved in that, Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's uh, wild. You never know what comes in the box. How do we actually follow your Instagram account for people who are interested when you get back on the bandwagon of Japanese treats, please? What's your Instagram account? Oh, Jared, I don't even know. I'm a horrible self promoter. I think it's M underscore McCarran. We love I that, think. and we love that everything that you've been doing, not just um, for the 36ers on the court, but also um, your accessibility off the court as well. We saw the, the team out doing stuff in the community and schools this week, and we love that about our teams doing that. So, Mitch, all the best tomorrow night. Surely we will sell out the Entertainment Centre and looking forward to seeing us get the win against the Phoenix. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good day. Really good to speak to the captain of the Adelaide 36ers, Mitch McCarran there. That is... What you just said about getting out amongst the community is absolutely right. They they happened to be at Emmanuel Primary School, yep. I think it was last week, Played took a training session with all the basketball teams, and at lunchtime they played a game and all the kids got a chance to get on there and have a have a shot. And um, it was huge. Just kids loved it. They did it so well. So, yeah, whilst it might not be happening for them, you know, the way they want on the court, they're still doing heaps of great stuff. Brett Maher was there and, and the whole team from the 36ers. Going for 22 degrees today, Bix. We've taken it up a notch because next it is Captain's Call. Some really hard-hitting questions yeah, today. Look forward to it. All right. It's SENSA. Good morning. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Morn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. Mark Bickley, we are about 15 minutes away from speaking to the CEO of the AFLW, Nicole Livingston and... Thanks to Con and Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre, the best in SA, Brighton Road, our Brecky Brownlow today. We've only got two more weeks of the show this year, so we're going to have to get Con in to present the Brecky Brownlow, probably to you, because you've received a lot of votes this year. <laughs> yeah, now for those who aren't familiar with it, it's it's really the down low. It's, it's the mistakes we make where we can laugh at ourselves. At the end of the week, there's some highlights in there sometimes. The down low was a great, a great name. What? The down low? Yeah, I like it. Hmm. Anyway, we went with the the Brecky, Brecky Brownlow instead. Okay. Well, thank you. We should, we should have brainstormed it for a bit longer if you liked it that much. Thanks again to Con and Lena. <laughs> Captain's Call on SENSA Breakfast. So in Captain's Call, I asked Mark Bickley some hard-hitting questions and you either got to pick one or just give me a pretty direct answer. And yeah. You don't really have to qualify it, so okay. you just say whatever you like, mate. And I think it's a really important thing as we get to know one another. Um, here we go. Yes. There's a lot to get through. If you are Nestori Irinkunda, are you taking your parents to Germany with you or just going this one alone? I think I'm taking them over there for for a period of time to maybe for the first three months or so to get settled in, maybe for them to, um, you know, be comfortable of where you are and what you're doing, you know, whilst you're getting to know your new teammates and the surroundings. And if that's, if that's the way you are, some people like that sort of really tight knit family, others are more comfortable just saying, you know what, I'll go over there. I'll sort it out. So what were you doing at 17 years of age? Uh, I was still, I was still living in Port Pirie. I was sharing a bedroom with my brother still. Any, our house is only two bedrooms. So we had a small bedroom, two single beds, one each side of the room. Um, I came to Adelaide at 
19, I mm. think. It's, it's not Germany going it's from Port not, Perry to Adelaide. It's not exactly the other side of the world, No. Um, I, at 17, was just basically playing video games and doing stuff all, so it's kind Squeeze, of still what I'm doing squeezing, now. Squeezing pimples. Oh. Um, who came up with It's Raining Cats and Dogs and why is it relevant to the weather? I actually know the answer to this. So back in the um, sort of medieval days, the um, the the huts and and houses were had a thatch in the in the roof, and when it rained, because they didn't have a floor, sometimes the rain would come under the door, and the the ground would be wet. So what would happen? The cats and dogs would jump up into the rafters to get out of the water, but if it rained so hard, the water came through the thatch of the roof onto the animals and they jumped from the rafters back down to the floor. So that's why it was raining cats and dogs. Thanks. Um, did you know, did you think I'd know the answer to that? Oh, I lost interest. Um, <laughs> why couldn't they just have round one on the date of opening round? Like why are we pandering to the Northern States? Why don't you just play all of the games in opening round? I don't know why they just don't call opening round round one and, and then the have next, the same games. The next round, yeah, round two. I think it's all to do with preserving this Richmond-Carlton tradition mm. that they always play the first game of the year in round one. So, look, it's it's rather baffling, but guess what? I'm not losing any sleep over it. Okay. Uh, if money is the root of all evil, why do churches ask for it? Hmm. I'm guessing that the churches didn't come up with that saying. That's what I'm going with. I, I think they would, the churches would think they spend it more wisely than perhaps individuals. 0427154166, Josh from Aldinga Beach. Bix, is wind a continuous flow that just keeps moving around the globe or is it something that develops and disappears? Far out. People think I'm Carl Krusenitzky. <laughs> Dr. Carl, you got the wrong bloke here. Uh, Josh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I think... Uh, is it a continuous flow or is it something? I think it just develops and disappears. I'm going to go with not with any conviction. Is Kane Corns right here? At the Hawks, mm. James Sicily was there. Yeah. Dylan Moore was there and James Warple was there. They didn't need to be there. One player who wasn't there was Jack Ginnivan. Mm. Jack Ginnivan needed to be there. And I don't care what anyone says. He wasn't required to be there by law because he played long in the season. Yep. He played in the grand final. That means you get extra leave. And he's probably not required back for some time yet, probably a number of weeks. But if you are ever going to want to have a first impression, Jack Ginnivan needed to be at his new club on day one of preseason. Yeah, I mean, his workload hasn't been big. He doesn't need extra break. He's 20 years of age. He's played 42 games. A lot of those were as the sub. So it's not as if he is Scott Pendlebury, who needs a rest. It's Jack Ginnivan. So I just would have thought I would have loved for him to be out there. Would you give him an shape. out if he was overseas? Well, not really, because I would have planned my overseas trip so that I was back on day one of preseason. I think it would have been a huge boost for his teammates to see him out there. Yep. Needs a big preseason and, and needed to make a statement. Mm. Nah. Uh, I'm a little bit ambivalent to that. Everyone is different. Everyone's wired different. Now, we don't know why Jack Ginnivan wasn't there. He may have had an overseas trip booked that he booked in July, not thinking that he was going to be traded. Remember, this all happened on the back of a, a late trade that happened on what the second last day of the whole trade period. So like, mm. it's very easy to, to stand in judgment of people 
when you don't have all the facts. I, I'm, I'd be, you know, if Jack Ginevan was in Melbourne and someone interviewed him and he said, ah, oh, look, I'm not required to be back until this date. And I'm, you know, that's when I'll be back. I don't need to be there. You know, you could argue that, is that the right message you want to send? But unless you got all the facts, I, I just think it's dangerous passing judgment. So in the end, like I said, everyone's wired different. Let's judge Jack on what he does come round one. And if he kicks 45 goals next year and plays 18 games and, and, recaptures the form we saw, you know, that he had at Collingwood in round one. That's what Hawthorne fans are interested in. And if he wants to go to Mooney Valley on a Friday night and he wants to hang out with different people and whatever he wants to do, get tattoos, wear a headband, who cares? In the end, Dane Swan style, it's what you do on the dance floor that matters. Okay, let's continue. Captain's call here. How does snow freeze without looking like ice? Do you go to the snow much? Because it looks a lot like ice when I've been. All right. Um, David Beckham and... Suchin Tendulkar. ...were filmed at the semi-final last night. If they did an appearance in Rundle Mall at the same time, mm. who would you seek out first to get a selfie with? I'll just sort of put a precursor in. I'm not a real selfie guy. But who would I seek out first? I think... Probably David Beckham. Only because I just watched that documentary that I did. And he seems like a decent bloke. Who would get more people? Uh, Tendulkar. I think what you were trying to say was... Suchin Tendulkar. You're right. Um, how do we know what the actual time is? Who set the first clock? The stars. Would you let Dan Andrews play at your golf course considering he banned golf for so long in Victoria? No. What's more nerve-wracking, your first 10 runs from 0 to 10 or the last 10 runs between 90 and 100? First 10 by a mile. Is your first birthday actually your second birthday? Mm. (laughs) I think it's the way we describe it. Just a yes or no would be great. It's captain's call. Make the call, captain. <laughs> you are one year old. If another team picks up Fisher Mackesy in the draft, should the Crows feel a bit annoyed or aggrieved? No, no. He, they tried everything they could and he wasn't ready to play. If he ever recaptures that sort of passion to play, good on him and we wish him all the best. The Adelaide Strikers are sitting equal top on the ladder with a win last night at home. Do you keep the fixture where it is with the WBBL or have it closer to the men's tournament over summer? Hmm. I think it could work a little bit closer to the men's fixture, Mm -hmm. not running in parallel because maybe that sort of takes away some eyeballs and spectators. But I I think it's, I think it would be a nicer lead in a bit closer, maybe a slight overlap. If the Socceroos doesn't sell out tonight in Melbourne, is it deemed a bit of a failure? Mm. It's a really interesting uh, discussion point on the back of what we saw with the Matildas. 60,000 people in Perth at Optus Stadium. What are we talking? The rectangular stadium in Melbourne is what? 20 to 30. Is that my... Yeah, okay. So 
I would I would be disappointed if it didn't sell out. Particularly, um, you know, it's not our best team, but we are expected to win, and there should be plenty of highlights. So I think it should. Yes, should be here. Would have been better if it was here. Imagine Cooper Stadium tonight. Be rocking. Or Hindmarsh Stadium, as we had to call it. Okay, a couple more because we've got to go to the news. If humans can't see air, can fish see water? Uh, no. no. If going to win one reality show, what would it be? Um, what are we talking? Love Island, uh, Married at First Sight. Mm. No, probably Survivor or Lego Masters. Why does fridge have the letter D in it when refrigerator does not? Yeah, spelling's not a super point of mine. Um, why does it have a... Because I don't know. Who, who, what, spelling doesn't make sense. Otherwise, you know, rhyme would be spelt differently. Last one. Do you think this sentence, do not touch, would be really scary to read in Braille? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Captain's Call. On SENSA Breakfast. There you go. I must be getting near to the end of the year. This is getting sillier and sillier. <laughs> no, it's not. These are legitimate questions oh. that we need your captain's call on. Oh, it's, they're hard. They're conundrums more than questions. Yeah, and I think you've provided a lot of clarity, a lot of answers as well. So thank you very much for that, Mark Bickley. Um, we still have plenty more to come if you're still listening as well. Um, AFLW CEO Nicole Livingston is going to join us next, and then we will head into our Brecky Brownlow on SENSA. The price of three on Falcon Wild Peak all-terrain tyres. Born team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow. That's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Two minutes past eight. SENSA breakfast. We're in Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Bix, let's head straight to talking about AFLW because a very important match for Adelaide this weekend against Sydney, who are living by the mantra of why not us, but it's been a fantastic season of AFLW. As we say, good morning to the AFL GM of women's football, Nicole Livingston. I'm sure you're really pumped about this weekend too, leading up to a big grand final. Oh, massive, really pumped about uh, these two matches that are presenting, particularly in your neck of the woods um, at Norwood, seeing Adelaide and Sydney actually play for the first time um, for a spot to progress through. So it's pretty exciting. Can we just go back? What what a first week of the finals in terms of those top four teams playing each other, you know, fourth beating first, third beating second. You know, not many people would have picked that. Uh, no, not many people would have picked that. Um, and, you know, certainly Brisbane came out firing uh, and so too North Melbourne. So, uh, yeah, to see those two teams beat probably um, the more favoured teams. In fact, three of the four wins were underdogs. So uh, Geelong was probably the only one that got the spoils over Essendon that were, were probably tipped to do that. Mm. So how is the planning going for the grand final? Because at this stage, it could still be at a whole range of different different venues. You must be uh, have a few contingencies in place. <laughs> Well, the good thing is before we started the season this year, we actually announced uh, venues in each state uh, Mm. to be able to host the grand final. So 
Um, yeah, we've already got those. If, if, as an example, if Adelaide are the hosts, it would be at Norwood. And if Brisbane are the hosts, I'll just give you those two as an example. It's mm. at Brighton Homes Arena. So we have those um, locked in and, um, yeah, and, and obviously other other venues like Icon Park or Princess Park as well. We've had a look at the, the finals matchups leading into the grand final, Nicole, but what are your thoughts overall of the season? We've, over the past couple of years, introduced some new teams and, of course, um, had some brilliant matchups with some young players showing what they can do on the national stage. Um, as, a, as an overview of the competition as a whole, what are your thoughts? Oh, we're really pleased with it. Um, to see two expansion teams, two of the latest expansion teams, make it through the first week of finals and the Swans still being alive for mm. second week, uh, Essendon being the other team, uh, it is really terrific for us. Uh, from a competition point of view, a national competition point of view. But then you think about actually game style and you, you would have been watching AFLW as well. You can see that, um, you know, the, the style and, and the skill and the way that, that our teams are playing is improving year on year. And there's a few reasons for that. Obviously, we're getting, you know, year on year, they're getting fitter, they're getting better with skills, they're doing pre-seasons, they're in the gym, all of those kind of things. Some of them are training, most of them are training daytime now. Um, but, you know, we're also seeing more players coming through from Auskick right through to AFLW, and we'll also see that now with the draft occurring on the, on the 18th of December. Girls that have played from five years of age, mm. so it really is mimicking the, the pathway that the boys have had. Can I ask a question about the Women's World Cup, which happened in Australia earlier in 2023? Was something like that a really good reminder to take a step back and go, okay, so how can we do things better and keep encouraging young women to play Australian rules football while the whole world was watching Australia with the world game, encouraging young girls to have a look at the round ball game? Sometimes those things work in the favour of other sports, just making sure you're fine-tuning your own processes. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I mean, we knew that was coming. We had it penciled in. It didn't change anything that we were planning for delivery this year. But what it did do is really put a magnifying glass on women's sport and reminded Australia that we have pride in women's sport. Now, we don't compete against the green and gold, obviously, of the Matildas, but we do have a lot of fanatical support for our 18 clubs with fans and also those that have come to AFLW that never really followed footy. Um, so we have a, a big audience that are right behind AFLW and women's football as well. So um, what we do know is that with 10% enshrined from the Commission to Game Development or participation in Australian football, it means that's tens of millions of dollars going out to the experience that girls and women and boys and, and men are having at our clubs at a community level. So we know when they get to a club, they're having a good experience because we need to also retain them uh, at clubs, not just bring in new members. Now, Nicole, one of the, the challenges you have whenever you introduce new sides in is to try and close that gap between the top teams and the bottom teams. Are you comfortable, and we've seen it with Sydney, how quickly they've improved, are you comfortable some of those lower-ranked teams are going to be able to make up that ground quickly? Yeah, I think so, because I think there's a couple of other things at play here now. With a five-year CBA, of course, this is the first year, the 2023 competition, so four more years to come. We've got players on 12-month contracts now. So I think the Chloe Malloy example of going mm. to Sydney uh, has probably given a lot of other players confidence that you can move to another club. And, and Chloe is really making her name up in the Sydney market and is performing beautifully for the Swans. So now it's a 12-month contract, not seven months on and five months off. I think you'll find more players thinking about, uh, you know, where they might want to go. And it may not be where they're from. It may be a different club. Uh, and once, you know, Hawthorne this year had a few wins, but they, they actually recruited really well. So give that some time and that starts to brew and they've just 
announced some good signings of under-18s leading into the draft. So, um, you know, once those teams start to really find their feet and gel, I think we're really going to see some good competitive balance. From a local point of view, we will ask about Aaron Phillips in a moment, but um, I've also seen some Port Adelaide supporters start stirring a little bit, wondering if there's an opportunity for Port Adelaide to wear the prison bars when the showdown happens <laughs> next season. Have you been asked that question a fair bit? Uh, oh, look, it comes up. It comes up mainly on radio. <laughs> um, I, yeah, there was a supporter wearing prison bars and I was walking around the ground with uh, one of our commissioners and they were pointing to their to their Guernsey saying, how about this next year? So there's certainly a lot of passion. Um, you know, there's a team that looks at uh, those kind of things. So I'll leave that to, to the expertise within the business to be able to determine those kind of things. And um, as sort of Jared alluded to around Aaron Phillips, she gets the opportunity to... Uh, present at the uh, the grand final this year, which is a really nice uh, thing for her to do. But I think a lot of people in Adelaide uh, sort of pondered whether there's an opportunity to uh, to recognise her in another way. I'm sure you've thought about it. Where does that sit at the moment? Yeah, I think from a legacy point of view, we are still building the legacy of AFLW and we recognise that the likes of Erin and also Daisy Pierce, who only retired 12 months ago, have been great trailblazers for the sport of Australian football for women. So um, I think at only seven years old and, and eight seasons old, we just need to, to wait a little longer to be able to, to recognise. But it's a good first step to be able to have retiring players also recognised at the grand final. Uh, and Erin will be the first one to, to do that. Daisy's away on holidays with her family, mm. so she's not available for it. But Erin will also present the best on ground medal, which is, which is great. Mm. Nicole, I tend to agree with that last statement as well around uh, just letting everything settle. So we, we uh, thank you for your time. It's going to be a huge weekend of footy here in Adelaide. There's a couple of weeks to go and we, um, we yeah, congratulate you on what's been another successful AFLW season so far. Thanks, guys. And we'd love to see as many people get to know it as possible. Tickets are obviously available. It's womens.afl forward slash tickets. And that game starts at 7.15 local. Wonderful speaking to Nicole Livingston there from the AFLW. Bix, as she said, it's going to be brilliant this weekend. The weather's not looking too bad too, uh, with a, a bit of breathing space as well with some of the other sport. If you have a look at sport this weekend in South Australia, so the 36ers are playing tomorrow night. It's a week off for Adelaide United men's mm. team. The women play on Sunday. So Saturday is perfect if you wanted to go and cheer on Adelaide. And uh, we did get a text message coming in. I'll get to that in a moment. I just going to say, weather looks good. Um, um, kids getting free. There's no reason why you wouldn't get along there if you're a footy fan and you're back for the Crows. Uh, 0427154166. This is from Tim, who says, the best captain's call of the year. I'm still pondering if fish can see water, but more importantly, does sea water sting their eyes? Good question. Well, no, it's not a good question. Oh, wow. Clearly, sea water wouldn't sting their eyes. I've never seen a fish rub their eyes as if they were stinging. Oh, wow. Um, Tim, <laughs> just for... Putting up with that, we're going to give you the Signet Boost Power Bank phone charger today because that's a real whack from Mark Bickley, who was obviously <laughs> fatigued after a big roast last night. Um, Full belly. Well, yeah, you can definitely you, – you should be grateful to all of our listeners we that are. they're not in and here. No, I'm saying a... the listeners should be grateful they're not in here with you today because <laughs> we know that you had roast for dinner last night. Now, Jared, that, that's a, an attempt – at you to poke fun at me for maybe having flatulence when we all know in this studio that that is not the case and that someone else, you know, there's not many of us in here. There's only two of us, but it's not me that has an issue. Oh, unbelievable.
<laughs> the Bricky Brownlow next. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. 16 minutes past eight, Bix. I feel like we've opened a can of worms here because with the captain's call today, we asked the hard hitting questions and. Well, another one's come in on the text line, which is 0427-154-166 from Brett. If uh, Bikini Bottom is underwater, that's, then... That's the city that um, SpongeBob Squarepants lives in, Bikini Bottoms. Is it? Mm. How did you know that? Well, because I've got kids who used to watch it. If Bikini Bottoms is underwater, then why does SpongeBob take baths? Mm, good point. Maybe the bath's freshwater. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> Hey, we're, there's no such thing as a bad idea. And I think Captain's Call is growing. We have internal awards here at SEN where everyone from SEN wins them because they're internal awards. But I reckon we should put Captain's Call in for awards. What I'm finding is there's a lot of people that have lots of unanswered questions. Mm-hmm. So Josh sent a couple in. Brett mm-hmm. sent one in. Uh, there's been others. Maybe we should open it up. And maybe give people a little bit of notice and they can text in their question. And I like it. We can do a, a listener's choice captain's call maybe next week. I love that idea, Mark Bickley. It's brilliant. You are an ideas man. So is Con from the Brighton Trophy Centre. Con and Lena, brilliant human beings. The best in SA Brighton Road. Just go and see them. Please go and see them. They can talk you through everything that you need. They've done this big reno um, Brighton Trophy Centre was next to, I think, like a massage parlour, which now I don't know if Connie's now a co-owner of, but it's <laughs> unbelievable down there. The trophies, the medals, everything fantastic. So um, just to give you a bit of an insight of what happens here at SENSA, sometimes we do commercials live. Other times we have to pre-record them because Mark Bickley stuffs them up all the time. It's not true. Here's an example of Bick stuffing up our commercials. Well, right now, at mate, you can get ripper speeds on all... <laughs> <clears throat> start oh, we'll start again, mate. Yeah, I'll exactly. just, yeah, okay. Rolling. <laughs> right now, mate, you can get Ripper... <laughs> Ripper speeds and... Whoa, we've the- just started. Are you tired of your existing <laughs> slow internet and co-workers? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, it's my fault. <laughs> Rolling. Right now, mate, you get Ripper speeds... <laughs> <laughs> This right was now, mate. You right now, it mate. You can get Ripper speeds and all Aussie service on mate's upgraded internet network. That's right, Mark Pickley. Yeah. Ripper speeds and all Aussie service with mate. Even better still, bundle. <laughs> even better still, bundle NBM <laughs> internet with a great value mobile plan. You said NBM. <laughs> oh, okay, here we go. Start again. Keep all of this. No. Listen to you. Keep all of this. (laughs) You make one mistake in about three weeks and you keep playing. Well, the the good thing is you're flawless like me, not. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I wanted to bring up you during our uh, Quick Bix segment. Mm. You were trying to ask me a question about a certain world-famous singer, which you couldn't quite get his name right. Yeah. They've all got tie-ins to sport, though, when you think about it. As you said, Elton Johnton is a... Elton (laughs) (laughs) Johnton. Elton Johnton. He sounds like he plays for the South African cricket team, I reckon. Well, speaking of Elton Johnton, here is you singing some Elton Johnton.
closer, Tony Danza. <laughs> now, you, you deliberately put the highest pitch in there, and I was trying to be funny because that's often what people get it wrong. Instead of Tiny Dancer, they yeah. say Tony Danza. I didn't sing it. You you chose to sing like that. I know, but that, that was a quiz question, and for me to get it right, I have to sing, and I'm competitive, so I wanted to get it right. You did, but at least you got this one right yesterday. I'm loving angels and stay. Same line on you. <laughs> and through it all. That's fantastic. It will get you ready and practicing for next weekend when Robbie Williams is here, as we said. Con and Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre. Thank you so much. There's your Brecky Brownlow. Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tyrepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go! Mark Bickley, it has been... A huge show today. Controversial start to the day because you talked us through the way that you prepared a butterfly roast last night. Lamb. Oh, I had an issue with a neighbour with bin day, which I'm assuming right now they would be walking out to their car to see that I've blocked them in with my bins. I think this is on you. I think you're being a little bit childish, a bit petulant. Really? Mm-hmm. I think it's marking my territory. You don't own the cur- you don't own the park in front of your house. But it's kind of like an unwritten law, no, right? It's not. No, so it's that's not. for someone else to park at. It's for anyone to park. So so I live on a street that has a bend in it. You've got a moat around your house though. <laughs> no, I haven't. But the 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 house just up the road because it's on the bend, they can't park in front of their house cuz it's got a yellow line, so they always park in front of our house. Mm. So you don't see me complaining and putting my bin in front of their car so they can't drive it? I just think it's important we set some ground rules early. <laughs> so we'll see what happens I think when you I should go home. have a chat to him. Put your arm around him. You know. Can you do it? Can you, uh, like, go knock on the door and if he opens it, hi, I'm Mark Bickley. No. I'll say, hi, I'm a mediator for, for the, what number of house are you? For the <laughs> house up the road. Okay. Uh, want to make an ambit claim? If you want to have a listen to what happened with the bin neighborhood drama, first world problems. You can have a listen to the podcast because we do have a podcast every day where we put the whole show up there. You'll be able to hear our chat with Mitch McCarron, Nicole Livingston, and plenty more. And of course, big game tonight with the uh, the Cricket World Cup. You can catch every ball of Australia's Cricket World Cup semi-final clash with South Africa live on SEN from 7pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time. That's tonight. Gerard so that's Waitley. 6.30 our time. Yep. Gerard Waitley, Damien Fleming, Adam White, Bryce McGain, and Barat Sunder race, and they'll be calling all the action with a place in the World Cup final against India on the line. So do not miss that. So you reckon we'll win? Uh, do I reckon we'll win? Um, I, I think this is going to be a really tight game. Maybe some individual brilliance might get us over the line. Wouldn't say I'm super confident, though. Okay. So do you reckon we're going to win? I think we, we may just win. Like yeah. I said, I think it's one of those games where it could go either way. So I'm not super confident. I'm not sure if your ears are painted on. I think I just, <laughs> I think I just repeated myself twice there. Well, I actually like this version of you because you're a bit fatigued and you let your guard down. Well, every, so Captain we, Perfect goes away. We get to Thursday and I'm just cooked, right? Oh, you had such a long week of doing seven and a half hours of radio. No, no, it's more so the, the early mornings and you having to put up with you for, for three days in a row. 
I appreciate it. Well, Gabby, uh, your wife, she, I think she should head down to see Conalina and get a medal <laughs> <laughs> and a trophy as well. Yeah, that's debatable. <laughs> uh, well, she has to deal with the neighbourhood watch today. Um, <laughs> I'll check with you on Tuesday, Bix, but I'm about to jump on a plane and uh, head to Melbourne to watch the Socceroos tonight against Bangladesh. So let's hope they get a win. 36 any, is tomorrow. Any big... Bangladeshian stars we should be looking out for? Uh, we'll find out later on tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I will catch you Tuesday, Bix. Yeah, see you then.